They're the boys in the back room. We have a guy who works in the back, Eric Jones. He's the big German. Be nice to Marvin. He'll be taking your calls today. Chat row, Tyler, the moderator, handling the duties there. A couple of weeks ago, Dylan was getting us breakfast. Now he's doing graphics on this program. You know who? Blame Mario. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, the uh, backroom guys are not allowed to eat until 1215. You're now listening to the 1215 Club. Welcome back to another edition of the 1215 Club. It is Ariel here in the mic, joined as always by Marvin the Prince, Dylan the Graphics Guy, and Eric the Big German. We had off last week. There was no episode. Hopefully you missed us. Hopefully you weren't sad, though, that you know we weren't here. Uh, we're back at it again. We got a full run of shows until July, I think, is our next off day or off week. Right, Eric? Yeah, typically we take a week off around July 4th. I think that's our next uh, target. Okay, so that's it. We're here. It's the long run. This is the stretch right here. Not really. The long run is between September 1st and Thanksgiving. We don't take a single day off. September it was a particularly long run in 2020, right? Isn't wasn't there like through the August too? Yeah, we we rock and rolled uh, in 2020. I think normally we talked about this a few times. Normally we take five weeks. Like we took three two and a half. Yeah, two and a half. Actually, you're right. We took we took two days off at the end of August because then Peacock came on. But truth be told, uh, it's a great job, and a lot of people have to work a lot harder than us. So we're very blessed. And uh, appreciative of the time off we do get. A hundred percent. I agree a hundred percent with you, Eric. Um, big story this week. Dan got a dog. Her name is Winnie or just Winnie. Um, she's been great. It's really nice to have another dog around. I know Penny is probably not as receptive or as excited as we've been to have this dog. Right, Eric? I think Penny has a little bit of only dog syndrome in her. Uh, <laughs> you know, she's been spoiled uh, by my wife and I and all you guys here. And I, mean, I take her everywhere I go. So um, yeah, she's been very spoiled. And uh, yes, yeah, she's she's OK. Um, I, I depends if you're in a neutral spot or in her dojo, which for Penny is the control room or our house. So Winnie, Dan's dog, has been at your house for the past two or three days. So she's already in penny's dojo we'll get to that shortly but i wanted to get to just how kind of how like this came about i know you played a part he adopted it from the same animal rescue as you did um what was that i know he mentioned that he was going to name the dog or the dogs initially was penny um uh, i don't know that would have been super awkward to have two pennies here so what was that communication like when you found out dp is getting a dog yeah well you alluded to taking it way back so so first off uh so Dan's wife was in the studio uh, around the Super Bowl when Chad and Julie were here. And she came up to me and she was like, you know, Dan really loves Penny. He talks about her all the time. And I think we need to get um, get Dan a dog. You know, they've had uh, they lost several pets in the past few years. And Jack, who's getting married this weekend, which is the reason that Winnie's been staying at my house. But um, you know, Jack took his dog uh, um, back to they moved down to South Carolina, I believe. And um, so anyway, so um, so I said, hey, you know, we adopt through East Coast Canine Rescue, which is um, a foster based rescue organization. They were great. They did a super deep vetting process on us. They came and did a home visit. 
Um, they really get into the financials, make sure you can support the animal. And um, they also talk about what kind of lifestyle you want to live. And so, cause since the dogs are in foster care, they kind of know a little bit about their personalities a lot more than if it was in a shelter. So I just explained that to Sue, Dan's wife. And then um, I didn't hear anything for a while. And then I got a, a random call um, from someone about a month ago and they were doing the background check on, uh, on Dan and his wife. And, um, and then I didn't hear anything again. And so um I just got this picture on Saturday last or Friday last week. It was a, a picture of uh, what's now Winnie and it says Penny. And I think it said um, two months old, nine pounds. And then I think it said um, retriever mix or something like that. Um, and uh, so I was like, all right. And I was like, oh my God. And then Dan, I asked him, I said, oh, well, whose name are you going to keep? And Dan said, well, I don't think there's only one Penny, you know, so I don't think we're going to be able to keep keep the dog's name and he suggested maybe the name erica and uh, i suggested the name nickel uh you know because of penny and then we just kind of can go up the denominations but um he landed on winnie and uh yeah i mean the dog is super cute but anyone who's had a puppy knows that um they are still learning uh, a lot of things including what not to chew on where not to go to the bathroom so it's been an eventful few days for uh, my wife and i uh, having a puppy in the house you think if he, if you would have been like, no, you can totally leave her Penny. She can be like Penny Jr. You think he would have stuck with it? You think he was kind of feeling the waters there? Or you think that uh, there was no way she was going to stick with that Penny name? I think if the dog was older and mm-hmm. had some name recognition, uh, then I certainly would have been okay with it, obviously. But such a young dog uh, and puppies don't stay in foster care for long because they're so... Um, sought after right so i'm pretty sure that dog was named penny for just a few days um and i can tell you for sure that it has no name recognition doesn't know winnie or penny (laughs) or hear or stop or sit so um so i think a puppy it's okay um so yeah dylan um well i was gonna i mean so it sounds like dan did say there's only room for one penny he did not specify (laughs) which penny though so if you were like (laughs) if you were like no no you be penny You'd be like, oh, well, you know, if you insist, I guess. Uh, my my penny, I think that would be pretty tough. With uh, you know, yeah, I think, sure I think after a- however many years, Penny probably knows. OG Penny probably knows her name pretty well by now. Yeah, was- and, and she she obviously um, you know had a, a life before she was a a stray down in uh, and then anyway. So she's had several name changes. I'm sure. I don't think we need to do another one to her. How's uh, she's has she been reacting to having uh, Winnie at the house with you? You said it's her dojo, and I, I know Penny, she could be a little bit uh, protective of her area. So what ta- what's that been like? I must say, so when Dan brought Winnie in on Monday, Penny was very excited. But then Winnie was afraid of Penny because Penny, she's 70 pounds. Winnie is 10 pounds, maybe. And um, so Penny was trying to get her to play, like, similar to how she tries to get other dogs to play. And Winnie was like running away and then she was confused. And then Winnie, Winnie um, likes to bite. Uh, so then Winnie was like biting and like hanging from her ears and stuff. And so um, we try to keep them relatively separate, give them like 10 minutes together. And then it starts to devolve maybe a little faster than that. <laughs> but um, when we, I put Winnie in the truck on Wednesday and it was Penny, Winnie and myself and Winnie was just whining and Penny was very concerned. Um, she does have some maternal instincts in her. And um, so she was kind of annoying. It was like this chorus of whining dogs. Um, <laughs> but then when we got home and she realized that the dog was there, 
um she wasn't as happy about it um she still likes the dog and like if we go outside and play it's all good but inside the house penny's very very protective of her toys and of her space and all that so um keep them generally separated inside and then uh, but outside they play great dan's like super in love with this dog he's come back after the show and just the way that he's like talking to her and he's like super into it. And it's really like a different side of seeing Dan. How many times has he reached out to you uh, since he's been gone to check in on his little Winnie? I have sent him photos or videos uh, every day so far. So uh, Wednesday evening, all day Thursday and uh, this morning. So, um, yeah, I mean, look, it's a kid, right? I mean, he has four kids and he's sending his, his oldest uh, to get married this weekend. So um, obviously entering different chapters of life. But Dan's an animal lover. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he had his dog, Lou. I'm sure he's had lots of dogs. I, I knew Lou. Uh, Cooper was JP's dog, but then JP didn't take him to school as much. And uh, so Dan had had uh, Cooper for a while, but they had several cats. Um, so he, he loves animals. I, I think... Um, you know, he, he loves Penny too, right? Like he talks to Penny in a goofy voice and mm-hmm. um, always looks forward to seeing her. And it's funny all last week. Well, I guess it was just uh, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. He'd come in and be like, we haven't forgotten about you, Penny. Or he'd come in and be like, <laughs> so sad. Nobody loves Penny. Which he's joking. <laughs> uh, but um, yeah, no, I, I, uh, I'm sure that he is uh, in love. It'll be interesting to see if he comes to pick up, comes to my house. I live about 30 minutes from the studio It'll be interesting to see. I think he lands sometime Sunday afternoon. You know, I said, "Hey, I'll bring Winnie back Monday morning." But it'll be interesting to see if he's uh, jumps on to, and comes up to pick her up on Sunday afternoon. <laughs> we'll see. I'm sure you'll update us next week. Uh, what What was it like for you guys having Dan away the last two days? Um, we had somebody. We had somebody in a Medfarid that we had never met before. Uh, come into the studio, never guest hosted. And then we had Ross Tucker, who we've had on this podcast. He's guest hosted probably the most um, out of anybody. So what is it like for you guys when Dan's not here? Marv? It's just much different. Mm-hmm. You know, like my job is I get the sound and, you know, neither of the guest hosts use the sound either today or yesterday. I think I'm pretty offended by that. I thought I got pretty good sound of just. They didn't use any of your calls, neither. (sighs) You know what? Dan (laughs) needs to come back. (laughs) You know what? It's just Ross, Ahmed. I like both of them, but I'm going to need some calls and I'm going to need them to play some sound. I don't even care. Like, oh, we're talking about football. Hey, play this Joel Embiid sound I just picked up. (laughs) So Dan, Dan, come back so I can feel uh, useful is the word. I think that's exactly the word that you're looking oh, for. Oh, yes. Okay. Synonym. Okay. Yeah, I, think, right. I felt useless. There you go. When when Dan's uh, not here, like we're used to like such a regimen when Dan's here. You do this, you gotta do this. You know what you're you know you're what you're doing, and you know exactly when you have to have it ready and the whole nine. Just with the guest hosts, they're great, but it's kind of hard, especially when they're only in for one day. Ross is a little bit different. Um because we kind of, you know, have picked up a little bit, kind of got, get gotten into that routine with him. But like Ahmed, you don't know, like, is he going to be a part of the look in? You're kind of like still trying to feel things out. So I think that's my only difference, at least in being here with a guest host. Dill? Yeah, I mean, it's kind of harder to nail down, like, well, at least like for my end, like making graphics and stuff. Like, I know even, like less about what 
potential topics are going to be just because I don't, you know, Ross, you can sort of assume like, okay, like football is probably going to dominate as being a former NFL player. But Ahmed, I was like, I don't know what this really like. I don't know his background that much or anything. So there's not, you can't really like infer too much. Whereas Dan, like we, uh, it's, you know, Monday through Friday every day, you know, you know, people's tendencies and stuff and where yeah, you know, when he's, you know, at the top of the show, he's probably going to hit a soundbite or two and yeah. Or Eric? make fun of you. Yeah. So unnecessary. <laughs> I think the other funny thing to watch when Dan's not here is how the Danettes react. <clears throat> mm-hmm. And it's not just like the cats away, the mice will play, but you know, filling three hours is very different um, than what either of the guest hosts this week or most people do. Right. I mean, if you do a TV show, even if it's an hour long show, Okay, first off, take 20 minutes out. So now you're at 40 minutes, 20 minutes for commercials. And then you're going to tape pieces, right? And so really, you're just traffic hopping it. But um, here, you've got to fill, you know, it's, I think our breaks total, we have three breaks. They're just shy of six minutes, right? So, so you have, okay, 42 minutes or something, somewhere around there of content to fill. And, there's not like there's not like you go anywhere else other than the Danettes. So the Danettes have to have to step up a lot more. So you know we heard a lot more from Todd. Um, we heard a lot more from Seaton. I mean, from all four of them really. I mean, Paulie was pretty consistent with where he got in. Um, but certainly, I mean, we heard a lot more Todd and Seaton the last few days than we normally do. Um, and so it's interesting to see people kind of step up in those situations when Dan's not here. The other thing that I found funny, like with the interaction between the Danettes and uh, the guest hosts, that is a little bit different than when Dan's sitting in that chair, is they were a little bit more willing to uh, kind of poke some fun at the guest hosts. Um, like yesterday, when Ahmed Farid admitted that he didn't watch uh, Goodfellas or he hasn't seen a handful of pretty notable movies, they jumped on him and they kind of bounced where when Dan says that it's kind of like, yeah, it's not that big of a deal. And I found that, I don't know. I found that funny. Eric. There's two reasons for that. Number one, it's kind of like Penny and her toys, right? Like yeah, <laughs> she's not going to let that happen. Neither would Dan. And second of all, Dan's name is on the door, not a guest that's, host. So that's uh, fair. You're, you're in Dan's dojo here. Um, and you know, I, look, I, I think that, Dan is prolific, right? I mean, he's his name is huge. He has a, a lifetime of experience. And so you kind of just let it ride, right? Mm-hmm. And and what he brings, he, he can talk on a monologue or he can deep dive into stories and all that kind of stuff. But the guest hosts, you know, they, in general, they, I mean, not that Ross or Ahmed didn't have a lifetime of experience, but it's very different than what Dan has, right? And so mm-hmm. I think the guys have to be a lot more tuned in and, and ready to go. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Dan, if you're listening, we miss you. We'll catch you Monday. I hope you are enjoying the nice weather in Florida. It's a little chilly here. A little more chilly than I like. But, uh, yeah, we'll catch you Monday. Dan. Other big news this week. We got nominated for our fourth consecutive Emmy. Yay! Woo! Our fourth consecutive Emmy. Hopefully we win it this year. I was, I got to admit, I was super, super kind of stressed out. And I told Eric, Eric's like, there's nothing you can do about it now. But I was kind of stressed out because I'm the one who had edited this year for the very first time. And I felt like it was a reflection on me if we didn't get nominated this year. Eric? It's kind of like being nervous to get your test result back. Mm-hmm. Like, it's already happened. The result is the result. You can't change it. Being worried about it. <clears throat> 
isn't going to change the outcome. And yes, so we got nominated, which means we got nominated. It has nothing to do with Mario, right? And the, yeah. the editing that he did. But if we lost or didn't get nominated, I should say, it would have been your fault because you put the, <laughs> the reel together. But because we got nominated, it's uh, far less. I mean, look, it, it's also kind of like being nervous about the, the Emmys is weird. Most people probably have never been involved in, in the process, right? But you can only air like for outstanding studio show daily. The maximum amount of content you can submit is 20 minutes mm-hmm. and it can only be five clips, five clips nope. so as a maximum. Yeah. And I mean, we do, we do so many weeks in a year, so many shows in a year, like we can only pick, pick the five best shows from the year. Like it's a difficult decision. It's not even the five best shows. It's the five best, five best moments. Moments. Yep. And, and so in, you know, as you go through it, you're like, okay, well, we have all these great funny moments. You have all these great serious moments. You have all these great interviews. You have all this great kind of banter amongst the, the Danettes and Dan. Right. So there's so many different things that make the show the show. Um, so it, it is a, a process uh, and a difficult one to, to select them. And really behind the curtain, it was kind of funny because we submitted our reel and everything was fine. And then suddenly we heard back from the Emmys. And they're like, you guys included stuff that you couldn't include because technically the submission in the sports Emmys starts like three days after the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. And we had included some stuff from our Super Bowl week in Miami. Uh, so then it was like, you know, punting again. And so I was kind of like, you know, not, I mean, we had 24 hours to do it, but it was kind of like, you know, how do you pick that next moment? Cause you agonize over what's the best moment. And, yeah. you know, I, I had sought um, opinions from different people and, you know, cause it was my first foray into kind of overseeing it, working with you, Mario and uh, interfacing with Dan and the guys. And um, so, yeah, I mean, we ended up putting Melissa Etheridge in with her Super Bowl song from this year, which, is a great moment. And, um, yeah. you know, she, she showed up with the two cameras and all that stuff. It was funny because Seton was making fun of me to this week on the show. Um, when we were going through previous submissions in the category, look at MLB tonight. I was sitting here and I'm like, Oh, come on, because you're sitting here and, and you know, their submission reel is Harold Reynolds and several other all-star MLB players. I'm not sure exactly who they were. And they start on one set and they're on the, it was either the all-star or the, they're like at the world series. Yeah. They're on the world series. They're at the first baseline. And then they come to like this camera, uh, you know, like the same thing they have in like football games. And it's like the spider cam and it comes up and over the set. And then it goes down to like, now they're between the pitcher's mound and home plate and first base. And they've got like two jibs and a steady cam. And, and I'm, like, this I'm like, this is not the same. Ca- <laughs> like, it's not to say that we're incapable of that, but we just, I mean, first of all, we don't, we're not there. We don't travel that regularly. And I don't even know that we would get field access. And I don't think that we've ever had a set with multiple jibs and steady cams and spider cams. That's not to say that we couldn't do it, but it's just, it's just funny that, you know, it's, that's a day that's considered a daily studio show in the same vein that we are, mm-hmm. which is a radio TV simulcast, really kind of a different animal. And it, it is a um, really incredible honor i think to be nominated four years in a row because when you compare the budgets of the shows and the resources that you know being a, a network like mlb network or espn or nbc sports all of those places as opposed to us who are truly independent um to have been able been recognized this many times um i think is is a great honor for me my first time as the director my my fourth time as a member of the team um it's uh yeah, it's an honor, and it would be great to win. 
Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, I think even more so this year, um, given that, you know, we're not with, we don't have a big backer like DirecTV like we've had in the past who they used to edit the, um, the, the Emmys reel and they would do everything on their end as far as that. Um, but just knowing how small of our team is here and that we're able to put on a national uh, radio television simulcast daily. And if we could, you know, pull it out this year, our first year alone, I think that would be huge. And I mean, either way, I'm proud of like the work that we do here. But if we can pull out an Emmy this year, that would be crazy. Dill? So this may come as a surprise, but this is actually a real question for you, Mario. Okay. Um, was there one moment when you're building the reel this year, which you won't stop talking about, by the way, um, <laughs> was there one moment in particular where you immediately like that one's in there above? Uh, I think Melissa. Else? So we had initially we had Melissa Etheridge, her song for football. Um, I think we had it in from last year and that was like one that it's just unique. You know, we had this multi win a uh, Grammy award winner in there and she made this song unique for our show. So I think that was like a home run, right, Eric? I'm trying to think back to uh, the other uh, clips that we submitted. Yeah. So in the original packet, um, we did not include Melissa Etheridge at the final uh, moment we did have it in there at certain points and there was a lot of different versions of it um mm-hmm. as you you know again as you try to find the you know think about how many hours right we do three hours a day five days a week 47 weeks a year right someone smarter than me can do that math it's a lot of content yeah. so to find the best five moments you know you start with whatever a list of 50 and then um you keep parsing it down and then um you start looking at it and how does it does it represent the show and you kind of probably way 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 overthink it but um to answer the question we had Melissa Etheridge in there the previous year she called in as a phoner um you know from a production value stand perspective it wasn't really as much i think one of the things that actually made us look like we had production value um was that we started with Melissa Etheridge from this year which was over zoom and she had multiple cameras and you know and so like it made it look like maybe we did more than we did frankly but <laughs> Um, but yeah, so, yeah, but I mean, if we get, hopefully we get the award this year, I think we're going to do a Emmy's watch party. Are we, uh, Eric? I asked Dan about that and, um, I think there's definitely interest to do it. We're mm-hmm. kind of curious if there's an in-person ceremony, if there is, um, then I think we probably would want to go there. Um, but I don't know exactly, uh, I don't think it's been announced whether it's a virtual or in-person ceremony. So, but if it's virtual, I'm almost certain that our fans can uh, count on us doing another YouTube uh, stream. Mark. All right. So two questions. One, if we do it here, am I hosting again? Two, if it's in person, can we just go there and just do it as if we're in the man cave? <laughs> you just can walk just- around like the, you know, the auditorium and just you know EMZ stuff. Yeah, hey, hey, Bob, Bob Costas, come here, real quick, real quick, real quick. The funny thing about the sports Emmys is that ninety five, ninety eight percent of the people there, you have no idea who they are. You know, they're producers, directors, they're some vice president of operations who you know you've never seen, never heard of. Um, which is not to say they obviously they're there because they've had a huge impact in uh, what people see, but they're it's not as though you're going to um, you know the uh actual emmys where you know the majority of the people there are uh well known yeah dill so this may be a stupid question but were you hypothetically were we to win well first okay first of all if it's in person 
would say a bottom feeder like myself get to go. Bottom and two, feeder. <laughs> <laughs> and two, would do we get physical Emmys if we were to win hypothetically? Um, so it's my understanding that both of those things have a financial cost associated with them. Uh, so there's a cost to going to the event and there's a cost to getting the uh, hardware. So you would definitely be eligible to get the hardware. I'm not sure if um, who's going to be provided or not. Uh, and the event, I well, think you're, you're eligible to, since your name is on there, I think you're eligible to buy a ticket, but I don't know if we, as a show would send the entire crew. I don't know. Typically in the past, it's been, um, you know, talent and like two people. But since, I mean, reason serves since Mario put the whole thing together, you know, submitted it, he would cover all those costs for everyone. Cause he sort of got us into this mess to begin with. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to, uh, I'm going to detach myself from this situation and, get as far away from it as possible it's too late champ i see that twinkle in your eye and you're like yeah we got nominated <laughs> marv i think dylan answered his own question when he called himself a bottom feeder like of course you're not invited yeah you set yourself up at least like try to prop yourself up a little Dylan. all right top feeder mm. <laughs> too late again i'm hoping that we win it this year It'll be a little. Would it be any more crushing for you, Eric, if we lose it this year, or is it just? Will you be just as crushed as the last three years? Well, being in person, it was pretty tough. Uh, yeah. You know, when we you know, we were in person, you get so you know you get dressed up and you get in a hotel and you take the train and then you go to dinner and it's a whole thing and then you know like you kind of it's you're kind of casual about it until that event starts you know you start picking out your outfit you're like oh wow i'm going to sports emmys and then like you're there and, you know even though like i said earlier there's not a ton of people that you know there still are a lot of people you know you know i was having a drink with nance and romo and dan and the guys right and like you know there's these cool moments and then um and then you sit down and they start going through the categories you start hyping yourself up you know of like all right, yeah, I think we got this. We got this. And it, happens, it comes, at least up till this point, it's come, you lose, and then it's just like every, all the air is taken out of the room. And you're like, all right, well, do you sit here for the next two and a half hours? That's the other thing. It's like a four-plus-hour ceremony. Yeah. Um, so, But uh, to answer your question more specifically, yes, I do feel a lot more uh, responsible for uh, the look and feel of the show uh, on TV since I direct it and have for the last – year plus a uh, four of the five clips uh, that we use were clips that I directed. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I definitely feel a lot more connected to it and it would be uh, tremendous for me personally to be an Emmy award winning director. That would be great. Dylan. I mean, I don't want to toot my own horn, but I think my graphics probably made it into at least three fifths of the submission. So for going numbers game here, I'm probably pretty close. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna leave that one up to your imagination and just let you let you continue telling yourself that oh i will <laughs> other topic i wanted to get to the last topic i wanted to get to today was you know our daily uh discussion of todd or our weekly discussion of todd uh todd got some advice from ross tucker this week on how he's lifting weights do you think Todd will change any of the way he's lifting weights because Ross told him to? 0.0% chance. Todd doesn't change anything for any reason. 
Um, so you would think though, like Ross Tucker is professional football player. This guy who's been lifting weights his whole entire life. Todd has Crohn's disease and his doctor tells him to change his diet. And That's if he didn't, point. you know, he, if he did change his diet, his symptoms, you're going to say diaper. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I'm not familiar with Fritzy's diaper situation, but, um, yeah, I mean, he is not someone who's easy to change his mind or anything. I mean, that's part of what makes him good at his job, right? He's super persistent, but he's also very stubborn. Mm-hmm. So I don't think uh, he's going to change anything. According to Ross, he's going to, like, blow out his shoulder. I'm sure he will. He yeah, I mean, I am not a someone who works out super regularly, nor have I ever been an NFL player. And I could look at Todd lifting weights and say, you're going to hurt yourself very soon. <laughs> I try to tell him. Every day, I'm like Todd. Let me show you, but he doesn't listen. Yeah, the only thing you lift are the 12 ounce curls, right? <laughs> Sometimes 24 or 40. <laughs> the hammer. Uh, we're filtering through ca- calendars. We have a bunch of calendars uh, that I got submissions for. Like Dan said on the show for the last couple of weeks, we're including pictures of you guys in the this year's calendar. We've gotten about 700 plus submissions at this point and i'm filtering through them it's i love to see the enthusiasm from everybody and all everybody in their dp show gear so hopefully next couple weeks we'll get this all filled out and uh i'm looking forward to this calendar i think it'll be a lot of fun the theme of it i think is going to be a lot of fun you know the way that the guys are going about it this year um it's definitely going to be something that you guys are very much a part of obviously and uh it'll be fun that's all we got for you guys this week. Hope you have a phenomenal weekend. We'll catch you next week for Dylan the Graphics Guy, Marvin the Prince, Eric the Big German, myself, Mutt Ariel. See you next week, everyone. Peace.